Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. Please give a like if you've been enjoying the show so far, and share it if you would like to contribute to the fight for Kashmir's freedom. Today I'd like to talk about the grave issue of armed activity within Kashmir, the sort of killings that have happened, and the reaction to these events. It's a matter that is most troubling, and I'd like to be able to do it justice and bring it to the forefront. Now, this past week saw a number of developments happen within the situation in Kashmir. Farmer trade was disrupted when it was reported that a number of apples came in for sale that were marked with anti-India sentiments and pro-Pakistan statements. Apparently, someone had taken the time to use a permanent marker and write statements on the apples that were going in for sale. Statements like, Go back India, Pakistan Zindabad, and the Kashmiri cried for freedom, which is, Hum kya chahte hai azadi. This act had sent people into a frenzy, where they went so far as to attempt to lodge a complaint with the police. Yes, the police was being notified of someone's grievances that they had written on a crate of apples. That's how far the situation got. Also in this week, we saw the government finally lifting restrictions on postpaid mobile services in the valley. And after 73 days, citizens were able to talk to their friends and families outside of Kashmir and share their stories. Keep in mind that this was for postpaid connections only. Prepaid networks and internet access is still barred within the region. The governor of the region, Mr. Satyapal Malik, has stated that there are currently no plans to resume prepaid services because of fears that quote-unquote Pakistani nationalists would misuse it. As it stands now, people are talking to their loved ones in Kashmir, and the stories that they are hearing are of misery, fear, injustice, and death. And this is where we talk about the main point of today's episode. The one that we've been fearing since day one. A rise in deaths within Kashmir due to the Indian occupation. For starters, we have the death of an apple trader hailing from Indian Punjab, Charanjit Singh, who was gunned down in the Shopian district on October 16th. The attack was claimed to have been caused by Pakistani terrorists, according to Indian media. Earlier, a brick kiln worker named Sethi Kumar Sagar from Chhattisgarh, was also killed by a group of terrorists. A truck driver from Rajasthan also lost their life in the Shopian district at the hands of two terrorists, one of whom was believed to be a Pakistani national. In response, Indian authorities managed to kill three militants after a heated gun battle took place in the Anantnag district. All of this happened in the span of less than a week. These deaths have been nothing but horrifying for everyone, and unfortunately, they make a stronger case for the government to put Kashmir on lockdown and to press the blame on Pakistan for creating unrest within the region. The BJP has gone on record saying that these terrorists killed innocent civilians out of frustration so that they could scare the people of Kashmir and India. Naturally, they would use these incidents as an example when they push the narrative that Pakistan is out to get them, and that the Indian government is working towards stability and security within the region. 
What the Indian government fails to realize is that these circumstances are of their own making. They have forcefully occupied a nation and kept its citizens under oppression for 75 days and counting. By rescinding the people's rights and denying them their freedoms, they were themselves fomenting the anti-India sentiment that exists now. Locking up young men, placing politicians under house arrest, keeping businesses shuttered and transport limited is how they have come to this point. The Pakistani threat that they keep pinning as the cause is not to blame. The Indian government is to blame. Their claims that the terrorists were Pakistani nationals is so far completely unfounded. Since they have neither captured these terrorists nor learned of their identities, therefore they have no proof with which to make these claims. The BJP's statements that the terrorists were frustrated and planned these killings are also unfounded. They have absolutely no knowledge of these facts and are rewriting the narrative as they see fit. Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan himself said during the United Nations General Assembly session last month that if anything were to happen in Kashmir, India would blame Pakistan first. And that is exactly what is happening here. His stance time and time again has been that militant action will only put the blame on Pakistan, and he's addressed his people not to support these actions, to not go in Kashmir, even though their sentiments rung strong. The Indian government, however, is doing exactly as was predicted earlier. They are naming Pakistan as the main culprit, completely foregoing the fact that the Kashmiri people do not want them there, that their businesses and their shops and their education has been absolutely destroyed by the Indian occupation. When you have everything you've worked for come crumbling down because of some outside force, you don't need other people motivating you. You go and you fight yourself. The Indian government is blind to the plight of the Kashmiri people and lying to the world when it says it wants to bring peace and stability to the region. The Kashmiris do not need the aid of Pakistan because the hatred that is brewing within them is of India's own making. Their sentiments against India are because their rights have been taken away. Their freedoms have been rescinded. They've been made a mockery of. Their people are being dragged away to parts unknown, locked up at the slightest hint of dissent. Fathers, mothers losing their children, sisters losing their brothers, families being completely destroyed, broken down because the Indian jackboot decided to crush them. So many people have lost their lives in the past 75 days that we do not know of. These are just some of the incidents that have come to the forefront. There is a storm brewing underneath that is being fueled by the impunity of the Indian forces within Kashmir and the growing hatred for the BJP, the architect of civil unrest across the whole of India. The BJP is hell-bent on dividing Kashmir and doesn't care if its people suffer or are crippled or murdered. This sort of environment has instilled fear amongst the people, and they are not happy. They are revolting against an oppressive regime and resorting to violence, which only further aggravates the situation. The Indian government 
does not see any need to talk to the people of Kashmir, to carry out diplomacy. Instead, it's doing what every Indian parent does when their wayward children don't listen. It is beating them, bruising them to a bloody pulp, answering with more violence, all in an effort to make them submit. The virtue of diplomacy is completely lost on the BJP, and they are charging forward with a hyper-nationalist agenda at every turn. This sort of stance will never bring about peace in the region. It can never compel a people that are so adamantly against a ruling government that oppresses them to concede. It only begets more hatred and more suffering and more death. The Indian government does not see that. It is completely blind to these atrocities. The blood that spills now will be their doing. They are not ready to admit their faults. They do not want to. Their only focus is to win. They can try. And who knows, with the numbers that they have, they might even win. But nobody wins for long. People will rise up and call them out on their injustices. People will stand strong in the face of tyranny, as they have done for centuries. This sort of oppression will not go unanswered, and it will rear its head in the future. No matter how many times the Indian government tries to suppress it, they cannot deny freedom. Freedom to the Kashmiri people that is their right, that they have been fighting for all their lives. The Indian government wishes to take and take from them, with this strange notion that they will provide them security and stability, and they will bring prosperity. They cannot. With this sort of action, with this sort of sentiment, with the BJP's hyper-nationalist rhetoric, that can never happen. That will never happen. And the BJP will fail. The people of Kashmir are still alive. They are still fighting. They will keep fighting. As long as there is breath in them, they will keep fighting, and we need to fight with them. As always, I urge you, please, please share this incident. Please share Kashmir and its atrocities and the hope that it has with everyone that you know. By talking about it, by raising our voice, by getting together and calling out this grave atrocity, can we change the situation? We can make things better for the Kashmiris, and we will. As long as you have the motivation, as long as you have the strength, and you keep pushing, this can be done. I thank you once again for tuning in. As always, if you like this, please drop a like, share it around. If you're listening on TuneIn, or CastBox, or Apple Please, share this around. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Tell anyone you know that this is the situation in Kashmir. Please help spread the message. So that we can, together, fight for freedom. Thank you very much. I will see you again in the next one.